My name is Mark Vicente. I'm a director, producer, writer, and troublemaker. I'm most known as the director of the film, What the Bleep Do We Know?, and as one of the Nixium whistleblowers featured in the HBO series, The Vow. Let's just say I know a thing or two about cults. I don't consider myself a cult expert, but I'm definitely an expert in being screwed over, waking up, and knowing how to spot them. And let me tell you, they're everywhere. One of my many passions is to help people see patterns of abuse across multiple contexts, from personal, to family, to group, to societal. It's all the same pattern at every scale. I want to arm people with the knowledge to recognize and navigate these kinds of abuses so they can experience true freedom and be their most authentic selves. Along the way, I'm going to touch on psychology, spirituality, consciousness, morality, cults, science, filmmaking, media, and philosophy. You never quite know what you're going to get, as it really does depend on WTF is on my mind. Hello, welcome back. For those of you that don't know, I have started a Patreon site. I've been answering questions over there for all my patrons and my subscribers. We're going deep, having incredible conversations, so feel free to join if you'd like. That's patreon.com forward slash Mark Vicente. Also, recently, I was a guest on two podcasts, which I absolutely loved. The first was Lloyd Evans, who's an ex-Jehovah's Witness. He's a writer, activist, and filmmaker. We had an incredible conversation. A lot of interesting things came up. Um, also, Cults to Consciousness, a YouTube channel run by Shalisa Sola and Jonathan Rosales. They're, um, they do stories of claiming independence after leaving high control groups. Uh, also, an incredible conversation. Uh, it's not up yet as of this recording, but I'm sure it will be up soon. Uh, we had amazing conversations on both both of them, and it's incredible to talk to people who have the same mission. It's pretty cool. Okay, so conspiracy theorists. They're idiots, right? Stupid, moronic, irrational scum of the earth. We, smart people, can see how dumb and undeveloped their minds are. You agree, right? So I was thinking about Graham Hancock. He's a writer, and I read a book of his, I think in the 90s, called Fingerprints of the Gods, and he's all about ancient archaeology. I've actually reached out to him to see if he'll be on my podcast. haven't heard back yet, but we'll see. And his whole thing, well, one of his things is that there was this advanced civilization before ours that got wiped out, and then we started again as hunter-gatherers. He had a show, I think, on Netflix recently. Um, I think it was called Ancient Archaeology. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But he says basically that certain archaeological sites are much older than the current establishment says they are. And he says that he thinks he has evidence of ancient civilizations, that the dating is off. So it's very compelling and entertaining stuff. But what's interesting is the amount of like major intense lashback that he's gotten from academics and some members of the public. And it seems like the idea of a prior extinction event and that history um, should be revised or maybe could be revised, maybe is just too much for people's psyches and their egos. And so clearly he's a crazy conspiracy theorist, right? He has to be. Because we, we all know the past. We, we absolutely understand and it's all true. So those that contest his theory 
say that it's absolutely untrue. It cannot be so. It's impossible. And it's really interesting to me that they're so attached to this impossible thing, this sort of it cannot be so. And the thing that's interesting is as far as I remember, Hancock is not saying that his hypothesis is absolute fact. I mean, I think he's floating a very compelling idea. And it got me thinking about how much difference is there between somebody who says, you know, well, something is definitely so when it may not be, compared to someone who says it just cannot be so, regardless of any evidence. And, you know, we look at conspiracy theorists and the general thought is that they're just making connections that are not there. That, yes, there is pattern recognition, it, that does exist, but they've just taken it too far. And they insist that something is absolutely true and it really may not be true. Because they're idiots, right? Admittedly, yes, some connections that they make are just insane. It's just lunacy. So it got me thinking about the Gulf War and the weapons of mass destruction, you know, back in, was it the 2000s? I can't, yeah, 2000s. Um, which the government and the media insisted existed. And at that time, to disagree with the sort of mainstream narrative was to be met with absolute wrath from supporters of the war, which turned out to at that time be most American people. And having any suspicion about the motives of the war and the existence of these you know, weapons of mass destruction got you labeled with all kinds of words. You were considered like anti-American or unpatriotic or crazy or a lunatic or whatever, you know, tinfoil hat kind of thing. The, the fervor from those people that supported the government position got, was out of control. In fact, it got really nasty. And the idea that the government was lying about the reasons for war and these weapons was seen as a crazy conspiracy theory. And then later, once it was found out that we may have been lied to, the mob went very quiet. Very few apologies, no like, holy shit, how do we get it so wrong? No sort of how did so many people blindly believe? And I think it's because firstly, people wanted to believe. They wanted it to be true. They believed in their own crazy theory of sorts, which was manufactured by the collusion of the government and the military industrial complex. Secondly, it may not have been hard to get everybody on board. 9-11 threw the US and some of the world into this massive you know, existential crisis. And maybe war was the answer that relieved this insecure and terrified populace, this, this feeling of like, what's going on? Who's the enemy? This is a terrible thing that's happened. And maybe war relieved it. And it's kind of an old age you know, game. Um, that people, you know, governments have done through history, you know, scare them and then give them an answer, kind of, you know, mass formation. But okay, so what, what is a conspiracy anyway? So I looked, I looked in the um, American Heritage Dictionary, uh, fifth edition, and it says a conspiracy is an agreement to perform together an illegal, wrongful, or subversive act. It's also a group of conspirators uh, the other one was an agreement between two or more persons to commit a crime or accomplish a legal purpose through illegal action. So, you know, people would be crazy to believe that this kind of thing happens. So a conspiracy theorist then is someone who theorizes that these things might be going on. Back when I was still in Nixium, 
there were, um, besides the normal education, there were two other educational tracks. The one was for men, it was called SOP, Society of Protectors, and then for women, uh, Jeunesse. And uh, there was something called Jeunesse Tracks, and the men were part of that, you know, so the men were going along um, in this education, which was created for women, but the men were, were part of that as well. And there was a whole bunch of them. And I remember there was one called Jeunesse 9. It was Jeunesse Tracks 9. And there was a question set in there, something about uh, the role of women versus the role of men. I've been actually looking for it, but I haven't been able to find it. And it was interesting. I think the reason uh, we couldn't find it is because at that point in 2017, when we came out, we were so terrified that they were going to come after us and sue us for something or create a criminal case against us, which they actually were trying to do that I think we just deleted a lot of stuff that we had. But I do remember this question set on the role of women and the role of men. And it was really archaic ideas. I mean, like out of the 50s, in fact, maybe even further back, you know, Victorian era, England, insane. You know, about a woman being completely obedient. I mean, just really stupid shit. And Bonnie came to me, uh, I think during the, the intensive or the end of the day, and she said, this is kind of fucked up. And I looked at, at, the, at the question set again, and I thought the same thing. But then I thought, it's got to be a parody. I mean, it, this isn't what he means. This isn't what Ranieri means. He's trying to show the extremes of inequality, you know. And I thought there has to be some reason for why this question sets in here because it just doesn't make sense. It just, this is not what we're about. But, it, but I was wrong. It turns out that that was exactly what he meant. He wanted women to be a, in a certain role and he wanted men to be in a superior role. So... This, you could say, this conspiracy was right in front of us. But most of us explained it away. And by the way, people doing nefarious things often communicate that they're doing it. You know, you can actually see, they, they write about it, they, you know, they do news conferences about it, they, they, it's in their, you know, books that they write. But we, the Pollyanna public, think it's just not possible. Like, we can't conceive that somebody can think in such a nefarious way and that they actually mean it. And I think that's how they get away with it. There's a statistic that I read in a book somewhere, I can't remember which book, that one in 25 people in the world is a psychopath that has no conscience. And, you know, I keep thinking, okay, so given that these kinds of people often crave power and work their way into powerful positions, we could assume that there's more than one in 25 in these sort of powerful positions, in positions, you know, corporations and, you know, I don't know, law firms and governments and, you know, the military. So maybe there are more bad actors than we realize, but, but still it's like we can't quite take it in. Like it's, it's a great theory. You know, let's say, you know, let's say in powerful places, let's say it's one in 15. I don't know, could be, I'm not sure. But we look at that statistic and we go, that's, oh, that's, that's crazy. But then we, we, in real life, in actual life, beyond that page and beyond that paper or whatever, we're like, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, doesn't sound right. So I was thinking about when uh, we started discovering what, in Nixon, what DOS was, this, this uh, you know, secret underground sex slave thing that was going on. When I saw the brand you know, um, that these women were being branded with, which had Ranieri's name in it, I was horrified. And a number of us were defecting and we told people that he was branding women by proxy. He wasn't doing it himself. He was having other people do it. And they just didn't believe us. And 
many people have told me since that they thought that we were crazy. I mean, one specific person said to me, I just thought you were crazy. Um, in fact, you know, uh, Jahan Jaim, who ended up uh, uh, co-directing the, uh, the Vow, told me, she said, when I first came to her and I told her like what was going on, she thought I was crazy. She thought like I'd lost it. So it's interesting that we have such a hard time taking this kind of stuff in. When I showed people the photographs of the brand, some people were shocked, but some still couldn't take the information. And they, they literally thought, this is impossible. This is just not possible. It must be made up. And then later, you know, the defense of the cult was, well, it's photoshopped, it's this, it's that, it's the other. I think now by everybody knows, no, that's not the case. It's true. So, you know, when someone says there might be a conspiracy going on, in various endeavors of government or corporations, we could say, yeah, that, that could be possible. But instead, we jump to like, oh my God, another fucking conspiracy theorist, another lunatic, another tinfoil hat, whatever. And it doesn't stop there. The, the next thing, you know, if, if you come up with ideas and theories of what you think might be going on, you're labeled, you know, something like a suppressive or a terrorist or worse, you know, you're basically otherized. And labeling someone like this is basically a thought-stopping technique. It's designed to stop curiosity and investigation. In South Africa, you know, or Mexico or Portugal, if you say uh, the government is involved in a conspiracy, they say in South Africa, yeah, of course, like what's new? No big deal. Yeah, we know that. In America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, and a few other countries, you're a fucking lunatic. And I, I always wonder like, well, who benefits from this thought-stopping strategy? By the way, I looked up thought, thought stopping on Wikipedia, and this is what it said. It said, um, a thought terminating cliche, also known as a semantic stop sign, a thought stopper, bumper sticker logic, or cliche thinking, is a form of loaded language, often passing as folk wisdom, intended to end an argument and quell cognitive dissonance. Its function is to stop an argument from proceeding further, ending the debate with a cliche rather than a point. The term was popularized by Robert J. Lifton in his 1961 book, Thought Reform and the Psychology of Totalism, who referred to the use of the cliché along with loading the language as the language of non-thought. So I thought that was interesting. You know, when, 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 someone, when you're talking to somebody and they just come back with some, you know, they call you some name um, or some ad hominem attack, it just stops the whole conversation, sort of takes the, it cuts your, your legs out from underneath you. And I think... Part of being a critical thinker is also thinking about your own process of thinking. You know, do you have a knee-jerk reaction to just call someone a conspiracy theorist because you don't agree with them? Or you've been told by someone or something you consider an authority that they're, you know, this crazy person. If you see someone called a conspiracy theorist on a major news outlet, do you just believe it and then cease to investigate? you fall for this sort of us versus them framework, you know, like I'm smart, they're an idiot. And, you know, the process of someone insisting something is true based on limited data, like, you know, conspiracy theorists do, it may not be that dissimilar to someone, you know, steadfastly and stubbornly denying, denying that something might be possible. Um, I'm looking at these two processes and I find it interesting, you know, the, the one process is you know, a person has a little bit of information and they come to a conclusion, but they're really attached to that conclusion. You know, and you could say, well, that's just crazy. I mean, you, you don't know for sure, but they're really, really attached. They, you know, they, they'll say they'll die for that, that, that belief. 
how different is that to somebody saying something cannot be true? You know, there cannot be aliens or they cannot be this or they cannot be, you know, the, the civilization started, you know, uh, 5,000 years ago and that's that. Because, the, the, you know, when you look at the whole Hancock's work and others, ancient archaeology, there, there's, there are these massive extinction events that seem to have occurred. So is it possible that there were other prior civilizations? You know, and so if somebody responds and says, that's just poppycock, that's absolute bullshit, you have to wonder, like, but they haven't even examined it necessarily. They're just very stuck with their own thing. And the scientific community that's been raging against Graham Hancock insists that he must be wrong, no matter what evidence he shows. And honestly, it's a similar error in, error in thinking. Like, how the hell do they know for sure? They don't. They're leading with their emotions. They're stuck on something they refuse to look at, but they're calling it scientific rigor. So, conspiracy theorists are idiots, right? They're stupid, moronic, irrational scum of the earth. We smart people can see how dumb and undeveloped their minds are. You agree, right? Stay curious.